Hello, and welcome to a hopefully very chilled next little while of your life. That sounded way more ominous coming out of my mouth than I intended it to. But here we are, nobody's perfect, but I will endeavor to try my best to help you relax, to help keep you company with whatever you may be doing right now, and just generally hope for the best. Boy, it's hot, the heat has come back, it is July, it is summer in the UK, I am in a jet black van, and it's not the funnest time in the world. If my batteries go dead, and my fan stops working, I am boned. Bone's not the right word. Roasted is caramelized. I will be caramelized or fried, burned, baked to a crisp. That is what I will be. But I made my choice. I made my bed and now I will lie in it. I literally made my bed from scratch. So I have to lie in it. And it's quite comfy. So it's okay. I live in a van, by the way, if if you're new here and you don't know this. I live in a van and I talk into a microphone every now and then about five random words that I have used a random word generator to generate in the hopes that I can help you relax just a tad, just a little. I hope you're well. Anyway, um, got some nice words today. And um, we're going to crack it off, crack it off, kick it off. There we go. We're going to crack it off. No, we're going to kick it off with colourful. Do you remember that thing that went round a while ago that it might still be going round, I don't know, but if you mouth the word colourful, it sounds like, or it looks like, I love you. So if you go, colourful, to someone look, watching you, it looks like you're saying, I love you. Which is kind of cute, kind of creepy, kind of weird, but mostly kind of cute, I think. I swear it was like a school thing, and it's like, oh, that's where commitment issues came from. You can't say I love you to someone, you just say colourful. Don't tell someone you like them, just mouth the word colourful, and if they don't reciprocate when they think you're saying I love you, it's fine, because, oh my god, I just said colourful, I didn't say I loved you, um, don't be weird, that's weird, I said colourful because I like colour, okay, don't know what accent that was, but it felt right. Okay, here's a, here's a question for you. What is, or what was, the first time, when was, when was, what was? I'm gonna, I should really think of these questions before I say them. What was the first colourful thing you remember seeing, or... When was the first time you saw something really colourful? 
Either question, either question's fine. I hope they bring about the same answer. The English language is a strange but wonderful thing. For me, I... In fact, I'm going to, before I jump in all presumptuously, um, I'm going to give you like 10 seconds to think about it. Starting now. And go. Sorry, for real this time. Go. See, that was exactly... 10 seconds. And you know why? It's not because I'm really good at guessing, it's because I'm the one editing this. Now, I am actually quite good at guessing 10 seconds on the dot because there was a little mini-game in uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask in which you had to guess. Uh, it was a mini-game with the postman, and if you guessed 10 seconds exactly... Like if you hit the A button on exactly 10 seconds, you'd win a prize. And so it would, it would, the timer would start and it would show you one, two, three, and then it would disappear and you had to count up to 10. And I got really good at it. Anyway, colorful things. Um, feel free to tweet me whatever your first colorful memory was. But mine was, oh, at Cavan Kingston. Uh, mine was my nan's garden, I think. She loved, loved, loved gardening. And I spent so much time in that garden when I was growing up, um, letting my imagination run wild. And it was aided in that by how colourful it was. Um... Bluebells, forget-me-nots, roses, lilies, daisies, all of them, all the E's, um, and I loved it, it's one of my fondest memories, there's so many pictures of me as a kid, um, just enjoying that garden, and yeah, it's the first time I really remember seeing color in in my life not not in my life but like it's the first time i looked at something and it felt hd um and i like that i like that a lot trying to think of really other colorful things a rainbow i love that right so i'm in my 20s and the novelty of a rainbow has not worn off, and I don't think it ever will. A lot of stuff from my childhood the novelty has worn off from, like, okay, I've, I have been exposed to this enough, I have seen it, but thunderstorms and rainbows, still no. And I have this thing, this theory that, like, the novelty of nature can't wear off. Well, not that it can't wear off, but it really, really does. Because we're so intrinsically kind of linked with it, whether we feel like we are or not, we are. It's the circle of life. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think we can get bored of it. 
Because when you come right back to basics and right back to baseline and get rid of all the crap that's been put on top, you're left with nature. And that's all you need. It's not all you need. Money's pretty good. Let's not lie. Money's pretty nice. You know, it's technically very arbitrary and we've created it and blah, 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 blah. But money's pretty, it's pretty lit. Money's pretty solid. I quite like money. (laughs) I prefer trees. But money comes from trees. The value comes from us, but the money comes from the trees. Cool. So I've definitely like not made you relax here. It's just given you probably a bit of a anti-head massage so I'm gonna carry on with the next word wait no what other colourful things are there what there's there's more than that there's currently an um there's an octopus on the wall there's not an actual octopus on the wall this isn't the boys um but there's a drawing of an octopus on the wall that was given to me and my family when we moved house when I was younger by the neighbor's kid as like a goodbye present and it it's just stayed on the wall have you guys got that anywhere like it's just something that just hasn't moved for years it's just kind of there I'm staying with family at the moment by the way um but yeah we've um we've got this yeah, just octopus that's really colourful. Like the octopus is pink and then there's the water around it and then there's, uh, it's on the, the seabed so there's yellow sand. There is a starfish that looks strangely like a budget Patrick star. There's a shell or a hermit crab. There's another fish. There's reeds. And the octopus has a real kind of like Mr. Blobby style face on it. If you haven't ever looked up Mr. Blobby, please don't. He's a terrifying kids TV show mascot type character. And his voice is one of the most terrifying things in the world. I don't get how he was a kids character. Colorful things, colorful things, colorful things. Colourful things. Unicorns. Unicorns? Alright. Unicorns. uh, Bob Ross. um, Not Bob Ross's paintings, just Bob Ross. um, The Imagination of a Child. uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar. Pride. Inside and Out. I didn't go to Pride this year, actually, in London. Happy Pride to everyone, by the way. I realised I haven't said that um, at all. So, happy Pride. Here's, okay. Here's what's colourful. You being the most authentic version of you possible. And being proud of it. That is the most colourful thing I can think of, really. We still have a long way to go, but the world is becoming more and more rightly accepting of humans being who they are and being proud of who they are. So happy pride to you, happy pride to me. And I'm often late to things, but the sentiment still stands, whether it's pride month or not. 
So please accept my belated love to you. And the next word is birthday. And I've I've never been crazy about birthdays. I like celebrating other people's birthdays. I actually I um Ah, this is such a good story and I've got to tell it. I've got to tell it again. So I've uh, I told this in one of the bonus episodes. I told this story, but it's such a good story that I want to put it into this episode as well. Um because you know, I don't really talk about my birthday that much. The last couple have been all right, but most of my birthdays I just I kind of let I don't really do anything for it and I I don't really make it a thing. Um but I love celebrating other people's birthdays. So I'm going to talk about um, how I surprised my best friend for his birthday recently. So let's set the scene. I was visiting my best friend for his birthday. He um, knew I was coming up, but he did not know that our other friends were coming up as well. <laughs> a clever ruse so I thought it would be a good idea to surprise him obviously that's the obvious choice so the day comes he is supposed to be at work there is supposed to provide me ample opportunity to bring in my friends there was three others three others of them so four in total I made that mistake in the last episode I said there were five. They're not. I got the maths wrong. I'm so sorry. I created another person in my head. Um, there, there were four of us. Four friends. Four friends in total, surprising him. Okay, there we go. Jesus. No wonder I got a C in maths. So, um, yeah, he's supposed to be at work that day. Uh, and they're supposed to come up and give ample time to surprise him. Cool. Established. He came home from work early. Wicked. Wicked. Solid, um, way to throw a spanner in the works straight away to that plan. So, he got home from work early, but he was talking about, um, having to go back out for a meeting and he was going back and forth between whether he had to or not and I was like this is great make a decision but I couldn't rush him to make a decision because why would I rush him to make a decision <laughs> why would I do that yeah bro you should definitely go to your meeting um eventually he did go to the meeting and he left with not much time to spare um friends arrived in the house um, and we were basically we were trying to figure out the best way to surprise him and we figured out the best way would be to hide them in different places around the house so he'd sort of try and find them or he'd like they'd jump out and scare him or like you know whatever scare him surprise him my mind is evil um, and whilst we were deciding where people would go he friggin pulls up and we didn't even realise and you know Michael Scott in the office where he's like, Oh God, it's happening. Right, everybody, stay calm, stay calm. That, um, that started happening. We had one friend, one of our friends, who she's like five foot one and five foot two, chucked her on the sofa, chucked a load of blankets over her. Okay, that's one down. 
Second one, got under the table, hid behind a load of boxes under the table. That's two. Number three, this is the most genius one. There's these big coats called dry robes. And um, they're like massive, like waterproof coats that are like too big for everybody. And that's the point of them. We put this on her and she's like five, three, I think. We literally hung her up on the coat rack and it worked. She was the most convincing because apart from her like little shoes and legs, which just looked like a pair of shoes, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So he walks in straight past her, who is hung up, straight into the living room and does not clock anybody. Neither did the dog. So I did a very good job. A very, very good job. Mind you, that dog is awesome, but he's just obsessed with playing. So anytime he sees me, it's like, oh, playtime. And he's one of the dogs that will bring you like the tiniest, the tiniest stick or the tiniest bit of grass and go, this is ample, appropriate fetch material. You can throw this. I don't care if it only goes a meter and a half. I will find it and I will catch it and I will bring it back for you, dear human. Anyway. So I say to him, as he hasn't noticed anybody, Oh, dude, can you help me with these blankets? Thinking he would lift them up, see one of our friends and go, Oh my God. He said, Yeah, man, I've just got to phone my accountant quickly. (sighs) Great. Oh, it'll just take two seconds, man. Don't worry about it. Dude, I'm, I'm already making the phone call. He was already making the phone call. Goddamn organized business people. And he had his friggin' AirPods in like a proper, like he was making business calls. So, my reaction was, "Uh, okay. He sat down on a chair and had a 15 minute conversation with his accountant. And I just had to sit there. Because I couldn't, there's no way I could have been like, By the way, I know you're on the phone to your accountant having a very important business call, but here's all your friends to surprise you. (laughs) Ta-da! Maybe I could have done that, but I didn't choose to. I chose to just sit there and not do anything. The only thing I felt I could do was periodically go around and check that all of my friends could breathe. And weren't dying. And so when it got to the end, like, what? No, oh, this is what he did. This is what he did. He decided to multitask. And while he was on the phone to the accountant, started to move the blankets. Luckily, this was right at the end of the phone call. As he was saying goodbye, he just decided to help me for some reason. And pulled the blankets off of my friend, who was just surprised. But she could hear the whole conversation, so she knew he was still on the phone to the accountant. So she just sort of looked up at him and smiled like... (laughs) I've never seen someone have a more, like, shocked look on their face. Like, he just froze. And then, like, ten seconds later went, Okay, I'll speak to you later but and said goodbye 
and then was just totally freaked. And at this point, my mate that was under the table, his back was breaking, so he burst out from under the table. Boxes went everywhere. Dogs going crazy, like, what the hell? How did I not realize all these people were in my house? What the hell? What? And um, then he was like, okay, so where's your hair and your hair? Where's the other one? And went looking around the house, but she was so well hidden on that coat rack that he still didn't see it. And then as he walked past, <laughs> took the hood down and went, surprise. It was the best, the best birthday surprise I've ever done. I I loved it. And then spent the next, like got up really early the next morning. I don't know why I did this. It, I, was, I was going through a weird phase, but like got up really early the next morning with um, his fiance and spent, literally an hour blowing up balloons like what i haven't i don't blow balloons what the hell but i did i sat there with my mouth as well not with a balloon pump no 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 using my mouth i blew 50 balloons because it made one of those big arch things oh, I, I don't know and then we had a power cut as well had a big power cut, so I had to use the stove in my van to like cook food and stuff. It was a whole ordeal, but it was really nice. It was really nice, and I've had I've had a couple of nice birthdays. I have, and um, my favorite was my twenty first because I'm. I did not think this would work this well, but I'm. I've always been a like a hopper, um. Like I, I I've I've been, so many places growing up like that I've got like friends from different like loads of different walks of life and for my 21st all I wanted was like the few really close friends that I had from these different walks of life to come together and I knew it would work this was for my 21st I knew it would work because they like I (sighs) I'm trying to explain this. I, I don't really know if I can, but it was just I knew that I knew their personalities would gel because they are the parts of my personality that I resonated with them with, and they're all decent people. They're not problematic. They're not crappy people. I'd learned a long time ago to not surround myself with problematic and toxic people. I've had way too much of, of that in my life. Um, Everybody makes mistakes still. I am not perfect at this, but for the most part, I um, I will keep drama away from me. I, I, I just don't have the stability for it. <laughs> um, some advice for life there. But yeah, so to have those people together for my birthday, that meant, the world to me um, and I will be forever grateful for that just to have that memory I'm good otherwise um, birthdays are nice for, for moments I've never cared for presents I've never cared for for anything except just a moment um, so yeah if it's if it's your birthday while listening to this happy birthday I hope you're spending it however you would like to be spending it whether that is on your own, sat in a field with a cup of tea, 
or going out and massively getting on it and going hard or surrounding yourself with loved ones. However you want to spend it, man. It's your birthday. It's your life. There is no pressure. No pressure. Oh, I do cameo, by the way. So if you want a birthday message from me or like anything like that, I don't really advertise it, but yeah, it's there. So just search Cavan Kingston on cameo and I'll, yeah, send you a message. Say happy birthday and whatnot. If you want it. The next word is fry. Immediately I think of Fry from Futurama doing his sus face. Futurama was such a good series, man. I think they were going to bring it back and then they didn't. I could be wrong about that, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad, I think they left it where it was and I'm glad they did. Everybody's frying things at the moment. Like, like air fryers are a really big thing at the moment. I don't know how they work. Just really, really hot air. I don't. I don't get it. How do air fryers work? Google. Let me know the science. How do air fryers work? The top section of an air fryer holds a heating mechanism and fan. You place the food in a fryer style a fryer style basket, and when you turn it on. Hot air rushes down and around the food. This rapid circulation makes the food crisp, much like deep frying, but without the oil. Oh nice, so kind of healthier then. If it's that hot though, it must burn so quickly. Char grilled, bro. Char fried. I do like a fry up. Oh my, no, I don't like a fry up. I love a fry up. Oh my days. I love hotel breakfasts, I love Greasy Spoon cafes, I love Greasy Spoon cafes. Some people are like, ah, the food's too greasy. No man, when it comes to a fry up, the greasier the better. There's this place in, I think it's in Great Yarmouth in the UK, and they do, they do this uh, food challenge called the Kids Breakfast, and it's, oh, what is it? It's a it's a, it's an English breakfast. It's a full English breakfast challenge, a fry up challenge. Fry up and a, a fry up and a full English is the same thing, by the way. Six thousand calories. Does it say what it is? Okay, here we go. The kids' breakfast at Jester's Diner in Southtown, Great Yarmouth. So it's called the kids' breakfast because it weighs more than an average-sized newborn. And it consists of 12 rashes of bacon, 12 sausages, 6 eggs, 4 slices of black pudding, 4 slices of bread and butter, 4 slices of toast, 4 slices of fried bread, beans, tomatoes, mushrooms, sautéed potatoes, and an 8-egg cheese and potato omelette. And I feel like I could do it. I'm not going to lie. I'm confident, bro. I am confident. Confidente. So I'm going to try and go and smash it, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Should I, should I record an episode while while eating? Seeing if I can do it. 
The last 10 minutes would just be silent because I'm passed out from all the food. I still haven't had a deep fried Mars bar. How have I not had a deep fried Mars bar yet? Terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay, next. The next word is one of those interesting words that pops up every now and then that I have no idea what means. Parsimonious. Parsimonious. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say what I think parsimonious would mean and then see how close I was. Parsimonious. So I wonder if it's like sanctimonious, which means like sort of you think you're better than everyone else morally you're like morally superior to everyone else so parsimonious like you think like you're above the law maybe you think you're like you're better than the law maybe oh no i was well off (laughs) very unwilling to spend money or use resources. Stingy. Parsimonious means stingy, basically. Here are some uh, synonyms for parsimonious. Miserly, close-fisted, penny-pinching, ungenerous, penurious, ooh, illiberal, scrooge-like. That's it, yeah. Old Ebenezer Scrooge. Mingy. <laughs> Mingy. Mingy does not mean that. It's a bit mingy. That's not what I know mingy to mean anyway. Anyway, parsimonious. I can I think I can safely say I've never really been parsimonious. I might have had my moments, but most of the time I'm like, eh. Take it. You wanna get some nuggets? Get some nuggets, bro. Get some nuggets. I love that, like, I love that chicken nuggets, just any excuse to bring them back into my mind, that's where they'll come in. What else? What else apart from chicken nuggets? Mozzarella dippers? Mm-mm-mm. I love me some mozzie D's. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll always look for a voucher code. That would be the perfect place to be sponsored by Honey, wouldn't it? But I'm not. So, I... (laughs) Yeah, I'll always look for a voucher code. You know, cheeky little bog-off offer. If none of you have heard of bog-off, you buy one, you get one free. I said you buy one, you get one free. Bog-off. Like, love a deal, love a deal. But, you know, if you got to pay for it, you got to pay for it. Parsimonious. Makes me think of parsnips. Parsley. Parsley the lion. I'm a very friendly lion called Parsley. You guys remember the herb garden? That was old school. That was like before my time. That was like the 70s, I think. It's proper old school. I could be wrong. If not, herb garden. Check it out, man. And the last word of today is heavy. Heavy. What's, I've got like a moral um, 
kind of ending to this podcast. Wow, you never finish off the podcast with a moral message. Do I not? Wow, I'm going to start now. I was being sarcastic. Were you? Yes. But I'm going to... I'm going to do some Guinness World Record stuff. Let's have some heavy things. Y'all want some heavy things? I'll give you some heavy things. <laughs> I just googled heaviest things. So the... Oh. The heaviest object ever directly weighed was the revolving surface structure of launch pad 39B at NASA's Kennedy Space Center, Florida, USA. The structure was lifted up on 21 jacking points, which, between them, measured the mass of the RSS at 2,423 tons. 2,000 tons? That doesn't sound like that much, actually. I mean, it's rather heavy. Rather weighty, to be honest, but... The heaviest baby, or the heaviest birth, was 9.98 kilograms. Dude, 22 pounds. Anna Bates, she was 7 foot 11 inches. And the kid was 28 inches. Damn, that's a big ass baby. The biggest, the heaviest mantle of bees. That's so specific. That's like, a mantle of bees is like putting bees on someone. You know when people wear like bee suits, like costumes of bees? Ruan Liangming wore a 63.7 kilogram mantle of bees in Fengxin County, China. An estimated 637,000 bees made up the mantle. Jesus. As a, the heaviest tortoise is 417 kilograms. And his name is Goliath. The heaviest man ever was John Brower Minock. For he lived from 1941 to 83. Okay, I'm going to do this in kilograms. He weighed 178 kilograms in 1963, 317 kilograms in 66, 442 kilograms in 1976, and in 78, they reckon he was 635 kilograms, that's 1400 pounds or 100 stone. Now that is a man who I imagine likes a fry-up, liked a fry-up. That's crazy that the human body is capable of that. That's incredible. There's no good or bad connotation to that. That's not what I mean by that. It's just incredible. The biggest carnivore on land was a polar bear weighing 900 kilograms. Big boy. Good boy. But then paws were like... Size of my head, bigger than my head, way bigger than my head. Oh my god, the biggest... <gasps> they made a donut that was over a ton. A 1.69 ton filled donut. <gasps> That's incredible. I hope it was one of the good donuts as well. <laughs> a donut that's over a ton. That's an eating challenge. <laughs>
and the I, I feel like this is pretty obvious but the, the the heaviest animal is the blue whale 160 tons largest um and the heaviest rocket is 3447 tons oh so yeah so that's how heavier than the thing from before oh my god the largest land vehicle it's an excavator, and it's 14,000 tons. Yeah, I could probably bench press that, to be fair. Oh, God, it just keeps getting more and more intense. There's a submarine that weighs 26,000 tons. <laughs> and then it ends with a black hole, so... <laughs> 7.9 times 1,040 kilograms. And right at the end, after the black hole, your mom! <laughs> Had to get that in there. Wow, 15-year-old me is creasing right now. Anyway, from the terrible your mum joke to... No one does your mum jokes anymore, do they? They don't. That can't be a thing anymore. I hope it's not. Anyway, um... I, I had one of those like, oh, this this could be made into a profound moment moments the other day. You know that thing where you lift up something, like a can of something or a bottle of something, and you think it's going to be really heavy, and you you do that like, oh, because it's not, it's really light, and you lift it and you nearly yeet it across the room. You, you know what I'm talking about? That is basically anxiety. You think it's going to be really heavy, really weighty, it's going to be really intense, but it could actually very easily be the lightest thing in the world. Well, not the lightest thing in the world. That's like a feather. But um, yeah, it just goes to show, it's, it's a good analogy for how you have an idea of something in your mind and you even react as though it's going to be that thing, but it might not be that thing. But then you very quickly know this thing is light. So you have to prove these things to yourself, and the only th the only way you can prove it to yourself is by just doing the thing, man. Just do the thing. Just do the thing. My thing at the moment is trying to do it before I've even given myself the chance to convince myself out of it. It's like, well, I'm already doing it. That that takes some momentum, but. You know, it's only it's only like me I've got to convince myself like to do it of. And if I treat myself well instead of going, Come on, you piece of crap if I go, Come on, you know, let's go, let's let's do it and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> that works more often than not. There you go, buddy. I know. So yeah, that's what I mean when I say be kind to yourself. Be firm with yourself, but do it with kindness. Always come from a place of kindness. Because you've got to live with you. So you really should be on your own side at every chance you get. Cool. Hope you're feeling a bit more chill. Hope you've enjoyed whatever you've been doing whilst doing this, if anything at all. If you're just lying down, hope you've had a nice lie down. I am going to go, I'm going to leave you to carry on with whatever that thing is, and like always, I'm going to say, follow me on all my social media, not really, um, well yeah you can, 
or Cavan Kingston. But mainly, I want to say, take care of yourself, and be kind to yourself, and I will speak to you very soon. Have a good one. Goodbye for now.